0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of watching the boxes fantasy basketball podcast hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the entire internet go check them out hashtag basketball.com i'm your host mike catchin and joining me as always is my co-host tyler watts what's up tyler
1: are you sure this one's going to work now? I think this is like time number 12 that Mike's tried to do this intro. He's failed the first 11. Uh, I feel like he may have gotten it this time.
0: That is false news. This is not a Mark Roberts situation. This is uh, – I'm a little rusty. We've been away for a little bit. We've had a nice little break, nice little vacation, and we are coming back right now at the most critical time in the fantasy basketball season for – The playoff run, which is, uh, I assume, starting on most people's uh, uh, dockets this week or next week or the week after that. Um, I think that is one of the uh, maybe the weaknesses of uh, of fantasy basketball is that um, the playoffs start at different times for different types of leagues. Uh, Tyler, do you have a, 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 a specific time that you like the playoffs to start in your league do you like a specific format for the playoffs Uh, we're coming into week 20 so you know do you do you prefer a a specific um format um or do you you think we should even standardize it should we like say all right we're going to standardize playoffs throughout the industry like what's your opinion on this
1: Uh, so I like, and you know this, and I think most people are are not with me on this. I like to play it out to the end of the season because I really don't care. Like, I don't have any control over this anyways. Like, after I make the, after I do the draft, obviously I make pickups, I can make trades, which the trade deadline should have passed in your league already, probably. So I don't really have any control over, you know, if Trey Young hits his shots or not, right? He's the one shooting. So I don't really care. I like to play my leagues out to the end. Um, I think probably if you're going to standardize it, most people don't enjoy that April section. But see me, I just like to play fantasy basketball. So I'm not going to throw out those last two weeks because those are two weeks, right? Um, But I think probably week 21 should start your playoffs. That gives you 21, 22, 23, 24. You can have four weeks of playoffs. Um, and then it would end on April 5th, which I feel like that's probably, if we standardized it, that's what most people would want.
0: Yeah, I think you got to find a compromise somewhere in between, um, you know, playing it to the end of the, the year, which a lot of people are like, oh, the guys don't play the their games. Well, that just, that's what how it works. Like that's <laughs> that is what goes on. You're all in the same boat. So I completely understand getting rid of what we would consider those last three days of the season. Uh, There's a bunch of games played over those last three days. So let's throw that out. Um, I could even see throwing out week 25, but I feel um, like if you wanted to do the playoffs justice, and I I think this is fair, um, do two week-long rounds. So this would be the earliest you would start. The 20th and the 21st weeks, you you got your first round, you got your uh, your second round, 22-23, and then your final round, 24-25. I like that. I like that. You know, eight, four, and then the finals for the last two weeks, and you leave out those last three days. To me, that would be my perfect situation. Uh, but you really – honestly, you don't need to do that. You, I, I think you could keep the regular season going for another couple more weeks and then shove – the playoffs in the into weeks twenty two through twenty
1: four. I'm with you there.
0: If you're going into the playoffs right now, I think we want to before we get into week twenty. Let's let's give some advice to those head to head, all the head to head kids out there. Tyler, uh, I'm a big roto guy. A lot of my leagues are roto's, but I'm in plenty of head to head leagues right now. Um, and the playoffs have started in one of my leagues. So they're going to, in our listener leagues, they're going to start actually later because we like to play till the end of the year. And that's what you get when you get into our listener league, shout out to all our Patreons at patreon.com slash watching the boxes who are in those listener leagues. Uh, we will be getting those prizes out to you at the end of the year. Uh, Tyler and I are competing in both of those leagues. Surprise, surprise though. Uh, I do think in listener league one, I think Tyler is, um, in second place, and I am I'm scraping the bottom of the playoffs right now. A lot of a lot of injuries in in Listener League One. Um, oh, not not my best showing by any means. Uh, so, Tyler, how does your strategy change in a head to head league when um, you? When, you, when the playoffs are starting from week to week, are you kind of like making trades right before the end of the, the trade deadline? Because I would like to push the trade deadline back a little bit away from the uh, – give it a week or two after the actual trade deadline in the NBA. Are you making trades to prepare yourself for the playoffs? Because chances are, you know, in the majority of our leagues, we are in the running for the playoffs or in the playoffs. Um, do you start preparing for the the playoffs early? And if so, how do you do it?
1: Ooh, lots of good questions there. So, um, obviously, I, I think I'm sort of trying to prepare for the playoffs the whole regular season by, you know, just kind of trying to stay on top of my team and, and make pickups when they need to be made and, and those things. But, you know, when I get close to the playoffs, um, I'm obviously paying a lot more attention to the matchup, right? Because now I that league, I, I really, in the playoffs, only have to win 5-3, to three, right? Like, In some of those regular season matches, like especially against one of the bad teams in my league, like I want to try to win every category, right? Because that's gonna boost me up in the standings. But in the playoffs, I'm I'm only trying to win five to three if it's an eight category league. So and five to four if it's a nine category league, like I just want to advance in the matchup. So I'm gonna pay a lot closer attention to what the team I'm playing against looks like. You know, maybe they're really weak in rebounds. So I know I'm gonna get that category no matter what, because I've got a pretty good rebounding team. So I'm going to definitely cater my pickups to guys in categories that I need, whether that be, you know, maybe I need steals. I feel like steals might decide the matchup. Then I'm going to pick up a guy with every pickup I have that's going to average pretty close to a steal a game or over a steal a game, hoping I can, you know, swing that category in my favor. I think
0: that's great advice, Tyler. Um, It is really, really important um, to go all in to get into the playoffs. And once you get in those playoffs, see what your matchups are going to be like. See, really kind of hone in on your uh, weaknesses and strengths. See how you're going to match up against actually everybody in the place. I like to go scout everybody who seems like they're going to make the playoffs. See if there's kind of like maybe everyone's mediocre in steals, like Tyler was saying. You go go get those steals. That's going to help you in round one, round two. Um, but I also what I like to do is open up um, a. Larger portion of my roster for streaming and for, um, you know, you know, using them for waiver wire players. I mean, this is the playoffs. This is it. You either win or go home. And so you, as always, maximize your games. But in this particular case, I'm willing to, the week before the playoffs, drop a few guys who aren't going to help me in, in next week's matchup that are maybe... Uh, maybe will be picked up in a in a uh, by somebody else in the in the in the weeks to come. But like let's say OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi's pretty good. He's up and down, he's hit or miss, but I think he's a pretty solid player and he's kind of on the outskirts of a standard league. And maybe I've been holding on to him for a while because I I, I like his potential. I like what he does. But now it's the playoff time, and I'm gonna go out and get Somebody who just only gets blocks. Someone sitting on the waiver wire who's getting a lot of blocks right now because I want to win my blocks for the, for the week. Go do that now. Um, make your, uh, the guys who you are willing to part ways with a, that, that list a little bit longer in the playoffs. And I think that will help serve you into kind of like positioning yourself for uh, a win, in, specifically in round one. Because if you don't get through round one, Tyler... Uh, you ain't going nowhere. That's, that's what they were. That's what my mom used to say.
1: I thought that's what the kids said. The kids, the kids say, you don't win around one. You ain't going nowhere.
0: No, that's an old phrase. That's uh, from the the fifties and sixties. If you don't win round one, (laughs) you ain't going nowhere. That's what they used to say.
1: All right. All right. Fair, fair, fair. This week. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. You know, this week, um, is pretty interesting, but I want to ask you a question before we get into this week. Okay, let's hear it. All right, so here's the question: Who has the best jump shot in the NBA? I think this is a this is maybe a trick question. Like, this could be a trick question. So prepare yourself. Okay, interesting. There is, an there is an answer. There is an answer to this is question. Answer.
0: All right, so I feel like this is a trick question because this might be like a self-proclaimed best jump shot. In the NBA uh this would require the person to shoot with their dominant hand that's probably important um they, do they have to be uh active right now or can they be injured
1: um well I, I it doesn't matter I, I want you to pick that person that's injured because this person is actually related to that person
0: you want me do you want me to pick uh you want me to pick one of the Curries or do you want me to pick Clay Thompson because I think I was going to go with Clay Thompson
1: so, Klay Thompson, 13th all-time in three-point percentage, 41.9%. Now, he may have the, the smoothest, the best jump shot. You aren't wrong about that. Uh, you know I'm a huge sexy, Clay Thompson fan. Sexy-looking jump shot. The man with the best jump shot in the NBA, the underrated Seth Curry, shooting 44.16% for his career, trailing only Steve Kerr for the best three-point percentage in NBA history.
0: That's um, very, very impressive.
1: Not only that, and this is really why I want to talk about him, right? So he leads off my column as the best pickup of the week. He is absolutely on fire. Like, it is absolutely insane. Um, Over the last 10 games, he is shooting 57% from three-point range percent He is averaging nearly 19 points a game. And actually, if you throw in Sunday's game, he's averaging over 19 points a game. Almost four hmm. three-pointers made on over 57% from three-point range.
0: That is absolutely absurd. That is silly in, in, in a lot of ways. And it makes a lot of sense why he is the number one... Uh, option for streaming in week 20 in your article on hashtag basketball for week 20 Seth Curry only rostered in 33% of leagues. He is out there and honestly like winning, winning three pointers. Hey, everybody shoots threes. Now everybody makes threes now, but somebody who can hit you around four three pointers a game is an elite three point guy. And um, help that will help you win your, your week. Three-pointers is a category. A lot of people kind of overlook three-pointers, but three-pointers is a category. You can win.
1: Well, and you're getting the good points. You're getting a steal a game. The percentages have been fantastic because most of what he's shooting is three-pointers. Like He's actually shooting a little bit worse from the field, but it's still 56%. Like, obviously, you can't expect those numbers, but at the same time, like he has been so hot since the All-Star break, and the schedule for the Mavericks coming up is... Pretty favorable. I mean, they play the Bulls on Monday, so that's 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 not scaring you, right? Um, it's scaring me. And then the rest of their games this week: the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the Pacers. Okay. So none of those teams are you going? Oh man, this is the freaking brick wall of a defense here, right? Like,
0: Chris, listen, Chris Dunn is injured, guys, and that's like the the best defender on all the teams you just listed, uh, perimeter defender, that, and all the teams you just listed. So. Um I think Seth Curry's got to have a wide uh, wide open week. Um and I completely agree he's he's absolutely on fire. Should definitely be picked up in a lot more leagues. This is a fun week because almost every team is playing four games. Pretty balanced. There's about 10 teams that are playing three games. No teams are playing two. Uh, there is not like a, a super heavy day by any means. Uh, Fridays. The uh, Sunday and Friday are our two biggest days. Sundays, there's a, there's eleven games on Sunday, which I think is really good if you want to stream near the end of the week into into next week, perhaps. Uh, Friday is a ten game night, but every other day, what you know, very very um, reasonable streaming week, and what I think that's a great. I like the balance. I think that's great because you're either about to make the playoffs this week or you're in the playoffs. And I think that's really important to give it kind of a fair, a fair go for teams entering the playoffs or about to enter the playoffs where everybody has a fair shot of winning this week. I I like
1: Well, and here's the, the bad part if we want to look going into next week is, you know, next week is a very light slate. And I don't really understand why this is. There's no day with 10 games in week 21. There are... There are six teams that play only twice, and only six teams play four games. Uh, that's weird. So I don't know why there, but like that kind of first, uh, kind of March 9th to 15th, I don't know why. There's just not that many games on any day. It's super weird. I don't really understand it. There are two days where there's nine games. Those are the most in any day, and the games read three, nine, six, four, Five, seven, nine, six. I don't know why. They're just not playing as much um, on that week. So enjoy the, the hefty slate in week 20 because it's coming back around in week 21 to be a much smaller slate.
0: Very strange. Um, you might want to look ahead to week 21 this week if you are feeling good. If you're already in the playoffs, get that extra game, maybe even two games going into week 21 if your playoffs start next week. Uh, let's talk about a few people you have here on your list. Um, here's a guy we talked we've talked about in the past. He was injured. He is back. He's playing real human basketball. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. He's uh, playing solid minutes. You know, basically a little bit less than starters' minutes, and he's getting you a steal, almost a block, three assists, and four rebounds. That's really nice that's a that's a solid across the board line and there's not a lot of across the board type players out there sitting on the waiver wires.
1: I'm with you. The one concern is the minutes and and I mentioned he's actually been getting good minutes, but like if you look at the game log, it gets a little weird and like just for unexplained reasons too like you know. He played 23 minutes in a blowout to start February against Golden State. And then he played 27, he played 30, played 32, and then he played 12 12 minutes, 54 seconds against Washington in a close five-point game. Then the next game he played 14 minutes against Miami and they got beat by 19. So it's like the last four games he's played a ton. He played 40 minutes against the Heat on February 24th. It's like the the minutes are kind of up and down. And so for the week, I feel pretty good about Kevin Porter Jr. Streaming him in any one game. I might need some antacids. Let's put it that way.
0: That's probably true. I want to get your opinion on a few of the outstanding injuries that we've seen uh, since the all-star break. Um, Ben Simmons back injury, uh, will be out two. Will we'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Joel Embiid will be reevaluated, uh, I believe next this week or next week. Um,
1: that Simmons one. If from you, you in a playoff or, race,
0: if you're in a playoff race, sorry, uh, if you're in a playoff race, what, what do you do about this?
1: That Simmons one I've heard is is not not good. Um, our right. friend, our friends at Basketball Monster have him returning on March nineteenth um which is obviously f- nearly three weeks away obviously when you listen to this um yeah I've I've heard nothing but bad things about that um so what do you do now that's a good question and that's not a blanket answer because L- if go, I go need your go through your
0: scenarios, okay right um you're in the you're you're about to start the playoffs, you're definitely making the playoffs, or you're a top seed, and um, you are, next week you start the playoffs, what do you do?
1: I mean, so next week I start the playoffs. Depends on who I'm playing. Like, if I feel like in the first round I've got the game pretty much locked up, like, I'm, I'm going to win. Maybe I'm a lot better, right? I'm the first seed, maybe I'm a lot better. Maybe I'm playing, like, the eighth seed. And he's not very good. Then I might hold Simmons and and hope that he comes back. Just because, you know, Simmons is a game breaker, right? Like Simmons is the type of player that, you know, especially if you built kind of around Simmons' weaknesses, he could be a top, a top player, right? A top five player, a top 10 player in your league, you know, for your strategy. So I think I'd hold Simmons in that scenario. I think yeah, but, you can afford it. I think you can afford
0: it. I, I, I'm. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm actually. I might be. He's hard to replace, right? So it's not. It's not like you can just go find a guy who's getting like blocks and steals and, and assists and rebounds like that anywhere else. So, and someone, some desperate person will go pick him up. But if you're going in the playoffs, so what? I think, unless you're in the very specific scenario that. Tyler gave where you you think you could skate through you can hear about his reevaluation. You can give it a shot. I think you got to drop him.
1: Oh yeah. Like oh, if the- I need to win this week to make the playoffs, he's not playing this week. So he's out. He's off my team. Like I'll pick up anybody that's going to play cuz I got to make the playoffs. And if I'm in the playoffs and I'm like, man, this matchup is going to be a nail biter, I don't want to lose cuz Ben Simmons was sitting on my bench all week. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned it. Like you got to make the the semifinals to win the championship. So if if this is the quarterfinals right now, and I have to win, I, I'm gonna drop anybody that's not playing. I don't care who it is.
0: Absolutely, this is this is the, the what you've been playing for all year long. I don't think you can leave it up to chance. I think you got to drop him. I think with Embiid, Embiid is so good. You got you got to wait it out. I think you gotta wait it out, and, and like I said, unless you think you are going to 100% nah, no, one hundred percent lose.
1: No, no, see, see, I don't know, man. Is Beat's not gonna play at all this week, right?
0: Uh, yeah, well, he should be back the week next week.
1: Yeah, if I, even if I think I'm an underdog, though, like if I think I'm an underdog, I'm not gonna get any stats from from Joel and B. So that's one spot on my roster of my 13 likely where I'm getting an absolute zero. No way, man. I'll drop drop Joel Embiid. The guy in the next round can have him. I want to make the semifinals. Because there's a good chance that the guy who picks him up goes home. Like having one out of your 13 spots be an absolute zero for a week against a good – fantasy team that's streaming and paying attention, that's difficult to come back from.
0: Yeah, go pay attention, go look at your waiver wire. If you're at the top of that waiver wire, guess what? Drop him so you get to pick him up at the beginning of next week. Use the math. Do it. You could you can figure this out. Um but yeah, I think I think you got to do it. Kelly O'Bray's out for the rest of the year pretty much. Even if he comes back, I think he's pretty much out. Um is there any interest from you? If I Wendell Carter Jr. is back this week, do you want? Would you pick him up right now if he's on your waiver?
1: Good question. Um, how? And here's the question I have for you because you probably know this better than than I than I do. How has Boylan been about bringing guys back? Like, does he bring? Does he use often bring most guys back slowly? Or does he kind of, yes, well, he played 18 minutes in the last game, right? But, like, some coaches I think are a lot slower at ramping up those minutes than others. Like, I feel like some guys, like, they let it go a game or two, and then the person's back to playing 30-whatever minutes. And then there's other coaches where it's, like, two weeks before they're playing the 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, Jim Boylan is slow,
0: like, mentally slow. So it's hard to read what he's going to be doing. Um, But I do believe that by the end of next week, Wendell Carter will be playing close to 30 minutes. I think he's been back on contact for a bit. He is looking fairly healthy. Um, I don't think they have any – I don't think they're too worried about Wendell Carter re-injuring himself. Now, as a person who is a Bulls fan, I would like them to slowly – uh, ramp him up over the rest of the year, if not even like barely play play him eighteen minutes a game. But that probably won't happen because that's what I want to happen. Probably won't happen.
1: But yeah, I mean, like I feel like Carter probably enough of a difference maker that you would want to pick him up, depending on obviously what's on your waiver wire and what you need. Like if you don't need really, if you don't really need rebounds and blocks, you know, you need assists to win this matchup. Like, well, obviously, don't pick up Wendell Carter because Wendell Carter averages for his career one and a half assists a game, which is nothing.
0: Not that good. Um, let me have an, uh, throw another question at you. Let's say your playoff starts in two weeks, Tyler. Two weeks. And you have heard that Otto Porter is going, if I can, is going to be back with the Bulls. Let's say I can guarantee you that Otto Porter starts playing limited minutes later this no, week. No,
1: no. No, I'm out. You can and, stop right there. I, I I'm out. Because I feel uh, like. I feel like Porter's played nine games this season. Okay. Oh. So so that's not not good. That's right? not, and he hasn't played since November. So, even if he came back in Monday's game against the Mavericks, I feel like you got to ramp him up super slow. He hasn't played at, at NBA speed. And, right since you know in four months and here's the other thing we talk about this with auto porter all the time right like he's one of those really good across the board contributors but a thing like minutes for porter drops you know even two three minutes a game those you know he's pretty good pretty good pretty good pretty good in every category drops to just eh, really fast and so um Porter Jr. is a guy I can't afford for him to be not playing that full, you know, kind of thirty-two minute workload. I
0: completely agree. Um, the w- one of the things Otto Porter um, needs to have is like thirty plus minutes a game in order to be uh, efficient enough to make a difference. And i kind of bringing this up as a as a public service announcement. If you've held on to Otto porter all year long, waiting for him to come back, and now he's finally about to come back, and you are headed into the playoffs or gonna be in the playoffs, do not um do not let that shade your judgment into continuing to hold on to auto porter just because you held on to all year expecting him to come back. If it's like uh, you know, when the stock market uh <laughs> with the when the stock market takes. Uh, you know, oh that's actually a bad that's a bad example, Tyler. Uh let's see. Let's stay out let's stay out of the stock market on this on this show. Um basically, don't let a bunch of bad decisions like ruin your logic. Don't let the fact that you lost the last seven hands in blackjack ruin your logic. Um walk away from the table. It's over. You've lost a lot of money. You don't want to lose anymore. Auto um, Porter is not going to be worth uh, very valuable.
1: Well, and so here's the thing I'll for say p- for
0: your play for your playoff run.
1: Here's the thing I'll say about, about how I kind of go about it. Okay. I kind of do this own like little mental checklist in my head, right? Once we reach the playoffs, I, I lay look at the landscape, right? And I said I pay a lot more attention to the matchups. So the first thing I do is I go to my matchup and I say, okay, do I think I'm going to win this matchup or not? Okay. If the answer is, yeah, I think I'm going to win this matchup, right? Pretty easy. Now that doesn't mean I don't pay attention, but at the same time, like I feel like it gives me a little bit more liberties to make moves, maybe some moves that are going to help me more for my next matchup, right? Like maybe I pick up, you know, toward the end of the week, a guy playing four times in week 21, so to speak, things like that. If the answer is no, okay, then I've got to figure out a way. The answer to the, if I'm going to win the matchup is no, or probably not, I've got to figure out a way to win the matchup. And I, it shouldn't matter what decisions you've made about injured players all season or At any point, like you got to make a new decision now. And if the answer to the question is, is this guy going to give me any production? If the answer is no, he's got to go. It doesn't matter who it is. And like if someone, if a big name guy gets hurt in Monday's game, in Tuesday's game, and they're saying he's out for the rest of the week, cut him. You got to win this matchup to, to go on the next week. So you cut that person, and you go for somebody that's going to help you the rest of the week.
0: you got to play for today. you got to play for this week, and that is the whole point of the playoffs. Uh, Tyler, are there any guys you want to talk about in this week's weekly locks
1: for Week 20? Um, so I'll just hit on a couple guys. Jay Crowder has been really good for the Heat like, real good, even better than normal Jay Crowder. He's averaging almost two steals a game. Um, some of that might be fluky because it's only a nine-game sample, but I would definitely ride with Jay Crowder. Like, I'm riding hot hands a little bit more now, too, because I'm just hoping you can keep your magic going. You know, I like, it's it's a much smaller sample for everybody, right? Like, I only really want you to do good in your four games this week. Um, It's true. So you, there's that. You if don't you, have...
0: I was gonna say you don't have OG and Inobi on here, but I think he is owned in more than fifty percent of leagues, but let's say he's only owned in like 55 fifty five or sixty percent of leagues. OG and is absolutely uh, a destroyer of worlds right now, uh, playing forty minutes a game, having in you know, back to back. Uh, steals were six uh, steals one game seven steals the next game getting good rebounds hitting threes getting three assists a game so just just throwing out OG Ananobi out there he might not have made your criteria but still
1: uh, an absolute yes, was, hand right now he was owned in close to 60 when I looked I'm not exactly sure what the number is right now um, if you need assists I would guess Darius Garland is the best guy available owned in 28% of leagues averaging over five assists a game um, the percentages aren't going to be great, but he is hitting some threes, scoring about 13 points and giving you five assists. Um, he's also playing 34 minutes a game, which we talk about minutes maybe sometimes being the most important category. Um, so there's another guy you can add. There's lots of guys if you need points and threes. If points and threes are the things you need, you got Eric Gordon only owning 40%. You got Seth Curry only owning 33%. Um, Dylan Brooks is out there in 46, you know, he's out there in 54% of leagues. He's another guy getting a ton of points and threes. Um, and then there's old Nerlens. This is the time when Nurlands becomes even a little more valuable, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because let me hear it. Nerlens is averaging a steal and one and a half blocks a game on the season. Him playing four times can literally win you both of those categories. <laughs> it's true. And so... You know, you you look at your matchup and you go, okay, man, I got points locked up. I got threes locked up. I'm really, really good in both those categories. The guy I'm playing isn't really that good. But, you know, I I need a couple more categories. Picking up a guy like Nerlands could win you two categories right there. And then you're going, okay, now I only got to steal one more category, be it rebounds, be it field goal percentage, be it free throw percentage. Um... So, yeah, I, I think Nerlens in the playoffs even becomes a little bit more valuable. And a guy that I'm I'm definitely either trying to stream in in pretty much every matchup, especially if I'm in a daily league, like, if I think steals and blocks are going to be close. Old Nerlens is in there every time the Thunder play. He definitely is
0: um, just one of those guys where it's like I, I understand that he plays weird minutes and he doesn't do a whole lot. But what he does do in limited minutes is completely worth rostering, especially down the stretch. Especially when you can, you know, get two cat, possibly win two categories with him just being in your roster. Uh, Let's look ahead to Week 21. Tyler, are you recommending any good, um, good streams between uh, Saturday and Monday? Because we have such busy days on Friday and Sunday.
1: So, the streams uh, are, are maybe not the best. Um, the guy I would probably shoot for would be PJ Washington, um, who I think is a little bit underrated to begin with, right? Um, you know, Washington getting good points, getting good rebounds, um, the ability to get you over a steal and over a block a game. Um, he would probably be my go to guy if I needed somebody on Saturday and I needed somebody on Monday of next week. I would recommend for sure looking at your roster. Um, whether you bake that pickup for Saturday or for Sunday's games. um, Grabbing somebody that's going to help you into next week, because like I mentioned, there's not that many games on the schedule. So grabbing an extra game or two could be really, really important next week when everybody's going to be trying to stream. And so everyone's going to be using those pickups. And so having kind of banked a, a game or two could be huge
0: this is it this is the playoff time getting an extra game or two next week uh and your playoff matchup is going to be incredibly incredibly important uh for all you roto heads out there i uh, since i'm the roto uh guy on this podcast not that tyler doesn't play roto he knows his roto stuff um you know now is the time to start really really maneuvering your way uh, into the categories that you have the most traction in. Can you get, you know, maybe there's a good, um, you know, Seth Curry's on your waiver wire, but you are so far down or so far ahead in threes, it just doesn't matter. Or maybe just with a handful of threes over the next couple of weeks. And I, I look at it as like looking at it like week to week. It's like, you know, a two week span. In a two week span, can I gain, you know, th- on somebody? Uh, just enough to get past them in one, two, three um, uh, spots in a category uh, and start opening up, just like in a head-to-head, the amount of guys I'm willing to let go. But there's a strategy in letting guys go because you can see other players who need specific statistics in order to pass guys who are ahead of you. So you might be a couple points behind somebody And you might have, you know, the number one uh, block position. You have all the points in block and blocks. There's 12 team league. You got 12 points in blocks. You're way ahead on blocks. You don't need any more blocks. But the guy who is ahead of you in overall points, he's about to get taken over by a block, uh, by a couple block guys. Either, you know, if you still got a trade deadline open, trade them those guys, or just go ahead and drop some of your block guys. Uh, sp- specifically if the waiver wire favors you and let those guys know you are dropping those block players for them. That is not cheating. That is str- strategy. um Roto is uh, the game within the game is those standings. And now is the time to play the game. There will be players who sit down the stretch. There will be uh, superstars who miss games between now and then. So be sure to, Catch back up on your games over the next two to three weeks. Play the hot hand in Roto right now. If you are behind on games, get up to where you are back even or a little bit ahead on games to prepare for the fact that some of your players are not going to play down the stretch. So you do not you do not want to leave any games on the table in your Roto leagues. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add to that, that little Roto segment? That no, imp- man. My that- impromptu Roto
1: segment. That sounds perfect to me, my friend. And, yeah, you mentioned it. Um, sometimes in Roto Leagues, you 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 help a friend, so to speak. Like, oh, man, this guy can knock, you know, the guy I'm really competing against with a championship down by a point or two in this category. And you make a move, whether that's a trade or or release somebody and let them pick them up, that, you know, can can help you. So sometimes you need a friend in Roto, and then that's okay. That's, that's completely legal and a very, very good strategy. This is, is, in fact, encouraged
0: uh, in Roto Leagues because you are not uh, – no, sh- no chicanery. Uh, when, you, when you are making trades during the year, I mean, that's stuff you're looking at, that's stuff that you should be looking at because uh, in the, the whole point is to have the most points overall at the end of the year, and how you get there doesn't really matter. Um, if it if it helps somebody, it helps you for someone else to go down. Great, awesome. Make sure you see that happen. Uh, I'm excited about the start of the playoffs, Tyler. This is the uh, what we all been playing for all year long. Uh, if you guys have any questions about your playoff run, uh, about your team, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes, Tyler. Where can people find you? You can find me at
1: Tyler P Watts. You go. Uh,
0: hit us up on Twitter if you want to uh, get advice on your team, maybe some playoff questions, maybe some streaming questions, whatever you got, or if you want to hear anything going into the last stretch of the season, um, you know, since there are no trades, we're not really going to be talking about trades. Uh, We will still be looking at those waiver wires, making sure we're picking up hot hands down the stretch, but uh, we're also going to start looking ahead to next year. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is do uh, the year in review and also to prepare for next year's draft. It's, that seems like an insane thing to say at the beginning of March, but it's not. Uh, it's, you're never too early to par- prepare for next year's draft. Uh, at the end of the season, we always go over what we uh, what we did, what we didn't, whose hot takes were the most uh, correct, and what to expect for next season while all of the basketball is fresh in our minds because come – uh, September and October of next year, you, you're not going to have seen any of these guys play basketball a very long time. And you're going to forget that, you know, Duncan Robinson or uh, had a, had a hell of a, you know, February, mid February. And maybe he's a nice little sleeper to pick up in the last round next year. You're going to forget that it's going to happen. Um, so Tyler, do you have anything to plug before we go?
1: No, man, that's about it.
0: All right, cool. That is it from us at the Watching the boxes podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast a little bit more go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes join subscribe you help support the show all proceeds go to making uh this show sound just a little bit better each week so thank you to all our patreons and thank you guys for listening all year long it's been a crazy year it's been a weird year it's been an injury plagued year it's been a sad year it's been a happy year uh i hope you're having a good year going into these playoffs and i hope that you're gonna knock your playoffs out Good luck this week, and we'll see you next time.